Welcome to the Future Adjustment Chiropractic Economics podcast series on what's new and notable in the world of chiropractic. I'm Daniel Sosnowski, the Editor-in-Chief of Chiropractic Economics, and our guest today is Stuart Oberman. He's the principal of the Oberman Law Firm, a prominent practice in Georgia, and he's a specialist in medical law. He has particular expertise in the chiropractic field and has contributed articles and weblogs to chiropractic economics. Stuart Oberman, thank you so much for joining us today. As everybody in our audience is aware, the medical field is tightly entwined with the legal arena, but not every legal firm works in the medical space. So what led you to focus on this area, specifically chiropractic and dentistry? Well, when, when I first started out, um, I was actually in-house counsel for a Fortune 500 company uh-huh. and um, also a claims adjuster. And so I, I naturally sort of gravitated to the medical field. And um, to me, it's just a fascinating field. Um, the, the doctors are so individual-based, um, more so than, than, the, than the physician side, um, mm-hmm. the more entrepreneurial in, in, in spirit. And um, I, I, they're just great to work with. Um, they're very easygoing um, as a client base. The, the medical side is, is, is fantastic on the Cairo. Um, so it's just sort of naturally some area we, we just gravitated to. Uh, and, you know, we've been doing it for, you know, 20, 25 years, and um, I love it. I, I, I love our doctors. I love being involved in the industry. Um, it's, it's a pleasure to serve these guys. Yeah, and the, the articles that you've written for Carico have been very uh, authoritative. They really show that, that, that you're very familiar with this particular uh, subset of the medical field and their needs. And, and I tend to agree with you. I find that, uh, that uh, doctors of chiropractic are quite a bit more easygoing than some of the, the type A uh, surgeons and whatnot that you meet. In the, in the <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> well, hey, <clears throat> you're, uh, one of the things that you have some uh, particular expertise in is in the area of uh, medical practices need for cybersecurity. And, and we know that's a, a, an especially difficult problem because uh, cyber thieves, cyber criminals, uh, they find that medical records are some of the most valuable uh, bits of information that you can hack. Uh, those medical records allow for identity theft because they tend to contain things like, uh, well, you know, protected health information, social security numbers, and that sort of thing. What, what are some of the threats out there, and how can doctors of chiropractic defend themselves against it? The biggest threat are employees. Um, a substantial part of the breaches are employee-based. Um, it's that they've got to know how to, how to handle the emails. Before you get into the encryption, and, and, and we, have, we have a, like a, a cybersecurity checklist um, that we would you know, be glad to provide your, your listeners, but the majority of the problems are with staff, not knowing how to handle incoming emails, um, not knowing um, what is a threat, what is not a threat, uh-huh. Um, how to handle certain protocols as far as where they should be surfing on the internet, um, where their their you know, inner cookies are, are being you know found on the internet, their footprints, uh-huh. um, and then and then honestly, they're IT guys. We find a substantial part of the quote IT guys that the offices have have no idea how to protect against ransomware. Um, really? Yeah, it, it, it's amazing. It, is that we'll send we'll send these. We have like a certain checklist that we have, maybe maybe eight or ten, twelve topics, and under that we'll probably have like maybe five to seven areas 
that you know there should be a checklist on do I have this, do I have this. I will get calls all the time that my IT guy doesn't know what to do or is not sure of this, what do I need to do? Our thing is you need to get another IT guy um, yeah. or, or hire a specialist. Ransomware is probably the biggest hit right now where it's become so pervasive um, that they now have customer service departments for ransomware. So not only do they hijack your um, information, they now have customer service representatives to help you get your information supposedly back without being breached. But um, we all know that it, it is an absolute HIPAA breach of a cybersecurity occurs, but it, it's ransomware. It, it, that's the biggest threat right now. Phishing. Um, well, hey, Stuart. What to do? If I could just get you to pause on there for for our listeners who aren't uh, familiar with what ransomware is, could you could you just give us a really quick overview of what that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's like a four hour topic, but um, <laughs> it's it's really it's really amazing. So what happens is is that once you've been breached, and you may not know you've been breached for four or five six months. Um, eventually, some point comes up on your screen that basically your your computer is been hijacked, and they will give you instructions on how to get your software and data back, um, okay. and get control of your computer. So they literally have a virus that controls your computer, you know, from from Lord knows what country or where, um, and then you don't get that back or control of it until you send Bitcoin currency. Um, through the inter international wires, and then once it hits, you get your, your, your information back or access to it. You never really know where it goes um, once that information is, is hijacked. But it's basically, it's, it's, it's a lockdown system where you, somebody else has the key to your computer, and you got to pay to get it back. Yeah. You mentioned phishing, and then uh, I know another uh, area that's that's difficult is what they call a human engineering attack. Are you familiar with that? Vaguely, vaguely, um, as far as that goes, it has like a lot of lot of different different names, um, but um, uh, depends on the on the topic on where we're at on that. But, well, generally um, speaking, it's it's not that a hacker is is using. Uh, you know, sophisticated software to get past your defenses. They just call. They just call your secretary up on the phone and say, "Hey, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm with your IT department, and I, I I got locked out. What's your password?" And you know, there you go. Interesting. You know, you, you, you could, for a couple hundred bucks, you could buy um, software to hack a computer. Yeah. On, on the black net, uh, it's, it's actually pretty easy. Then one of the things is that um, there's a lot of disguised disguised emails where you're from a billing department or from a bank mm -hmm. um, and they, it is uh, easily give away information from the office. That's where the staff has got to be trained. Like I said, most of the breaches come from the staff. Yeah. Well, you know, um, uh, earlier, earlier this year in January, a, uh, a chiropractor was in the news because uh, he had to, he had to shutter his practice. His business partner uh, was embezzling funds out of the practice, you know, doing the keeping two sets of books. And by the time that this was discovered, it was way too late. There was no way to recover the funds. And this is certainly not unheard of. Uh, what what kind of steps could a could a, a practice take to mitigate that particular risk? You know, uh, it's amazing in the industry. Um, probably forty to sixty percent of all practices are probably embezzled. Um, and then the wow. average embezzlement is in excess of $100,000. It doesn't wow. take 
you know, it doesn't take one shot. It takes years to do. Um, you know, and I always say this is that at some point the doctor realizes something is not right. Uh-huh. Something is just not right. You know, maybe collections have slowed. Maybe they're not getting financial information in a timely manner. Maybe they can't explain um, adjustments for certain patient charts. Uh-huh. Um, my recommendation is an internal review, probably 15 to 20 charts every month. Track your, your, your EOBs, track your credit card authorizations, track uh-huh. your cash payments, track your, your, your incoming, your invoices, along with your day sheets to show what you did that day, determine what you did. Um, it, it won't take you that long to do an audit. But at some point, or, or, you got, you know, or an employee refuses to take vacation, it's not because they really love you. It's because when they're gone, that's when things blow up and they find out what's going on. So it's just internal controls. Um, well, some of our, some of our, our, thing, our manuals now we're running where employees have to take vacations, mandatory. There's no question yeah. about it. Um, and then it's amazing what you find out when, when, they're, when they're gone. Um, but it, again, there's certain signs and doctors get so busy, um, you know, day to day and adjustments and running, you know, running this department, running that department, yeah. that they lose track of what they're doing practice wise. For sure. It's, that's, it's not easy. It's not hard. It's, it's not hard to do for our doctors. Well, I really like your suggestion of making that a, a monthly activity because if you're doing that on an annual basis, uh, it could be way too late by the time you find out that something. Yeah, I mean, there, there's always some, there's there's always something to look at. You know, it, again, there's you, you sort of connect the dots. You know, what happened before it's hard to connect it going forward, obviously. But you know, you'll see the signs, and, and our doctors will ignore them. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, I knew that. I knew so I knew something right or something wasn't right. Um, but I mean, now you've got you've got staff members opening up fake bank accounts, diverting you know insurance checks, um, taking cash. I mean. Honestly, I would be glad to provide the readers with a with a um, embezzlement checklist. Um, and you know, it's, it's, I think it's almost like two or three pages. One thing is just to take a look at it and and what to look for and how to you know what the signs are. Interesting. Um, there are signs. Just our doctors ignore them. Well, let's the, talk a little bit later about maybe, uh, maybe we can talk later about possibly putting together an article on that subject because that could be. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. That could be a lifesaver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot of you know, uh, we've had some practice that got hit pretty hard, and they've you know they've had to either decide whether or not they're going to keep going or shut it down. Yeah. Um. You know, when you get, you know, when you get you know, partners in a bezel and you get you know employees in a bezel, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands, it hurts. It hurts. So, no, I'd be glad to do that for you for sure. I've I've heard uh, that one way that uh, that like one first line of defense is to avoid a situation where. Uh, a single employee is handling the money, either collecting the mail uh, alone or uh, going to the the bank with uh, deposits alone, and that you should try to make that a pair activity. Is 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 that on your on your radar as a possible solution or a, a, one one of the steps to take? I mean that that's that that's a that's a great suggestion. Um, and, and yeah, cross you know cross training, cross disciplines um, of, of the office. Yeah. Um, switching things around every couple of years, uh, you know, monitoring, cr- you know, cross, cross referencing, you know, cross, um, cross reviews. Yeah, yeah. that 
not giving the one employee too much control is, is, you know, is key. And honestly, I, I do a lot of talking on embezzlement, and I will not give an embezzlement speech to an office manager association. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, just, I mean, I, we, we, we get those offers all the time, and I just will not do it because, that's, right. you know, that's leading a fox to the hen house. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's just a recipe for disaster. But no, that, that's a great suggestion is, um, you know, have two controls. Um, All right. And well, trust you, but verify. You know, what we've been talking about uh, for the last few minutes here really has just been uh, a conversation about risk management and risk mitigation in general. And uh, I know that you have actually said that risk management is a process. Could you explain what you mean by that in a little more detail? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, it, 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 I have my, my, my top 10 list of mistakes that, you know, chiropractors make, but, you know, it is a process. You got, you know, do you have your employee manuals in place? You uh -huh. know, are you doing the background checks on your employees? Um, are you doing the things necessary, new hires? Are you giving the reviews? Um, you know, are you recognizing problem patients? Um, yeah. Are you, you know, sending, um, you know, patients to collections, which is a recipe for disaster. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, are you checking your notes? Um, who, who's writing your notes? Who's doing your charts? Um, you know, what's your HR policy? Um, you know, do you have OSHA in place? You know, do you have HIPAA in place? Um, you know, or do you have a social media policy? What are you going to do when, when all of a sudden you got negative comments in a chart because one of your employees put something in there and appears on the Facebook page. Wow. Yeah. Um, you're dead in the water. You're dead yeah. in the water. Uh, you know, do you have an internet policy where, um, you know, your employees are restricted from going to certain areas? Do you mm -hmm. have a cell phone policy? We got to take a, people or staff members recording conversations now, um, staff meetings. You know, there's a lot of stuff that, that are privacy breaches. Um, you know, are, are you getting rid of problem patients that you just can't help? There's just some patients you're just not going to help. Um, and if you don't learn how to get rid of those, they're a recipe for, for disaster. Yeah. So, you know, all, all those things make up the, the, the process um, from the beginning to the end. And, um, you know, I, I know a lot, of our, a lot of our doctors do not understand how to fire an employee. I mean, you hate uh -huh. to say that, but they don't understand that in certain states you've got to file separation notices, you've got to file stuff with the state. Um, you know, what are you going to do if you've got a federal audit? Um, for a U.S. Department of Labor matter because one employee um, complained, you know, to the U.S. Department of Labor, you weren't paying overtime, which yeah. is text messages, emails. So it, it, it is all a process. It's, it's having that control over what you're doing day to day. And if it's not in control or somebody doesn't have control over it, um, it, it is a recipe for disaster. Gotcha. I, That's I, a lot of information. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's you a lot of information. Hey, are there are there any other uh, areas that you see uh, DCs having uh, trouble with in the in the legal area? Compliance is the biggest part. I think. Well, well, in fact, I, I say compliance, employment law. Our doctors don't understand it. Oh, uh, they, they don't don't understand what's what's required. You know, if you have a a, a employee who's expecting you know a, a child four or five months from now, um, they don't understand the hiring process. They don't understand the firing process. They understand you know, what compliance is or, you know, how they should be in compliance, what, what their cybersecurity is. Uh -huh. um, but I think by in, in large, the biggest problem is employment law because they, they don't understand it. Um, and things change so
so much. Um, it's so hard to keep track of. Um, it's, you know, it goes down to the basics to me. You know, are, are you doing things you need to to hire the employees correctly, monitoring the employees, are your internal controls, you know, are you good with OSHA, are you good with HIPAA, um, you know, how's your HR, are you doing things right for the for the employees, do you have, do you have your employee manual, with that employee manual you will never win a labor dispute, it's just not going to, it's not going to happen. Right. Um, you know, then are you going on, you know, are you going on to the internet and getting a, you know, a six page manual, um, guys <laughs> Access to your information, the technology side. You know, do they have, you know, uh, business associate agreements? Um, you know, are those secured? Uh, and, and you know, and then honestly, one of the one of the areas is how do you respond to a board complaint? Our guys don't know how they, they don't know how to respond to a board complaint. They let it go, they blow it off, they don't properly respond, um, and next thing you know, they're getting on probation or, or, or you know, or getting suspended for a while. Oh yeah. Um, and then Medicaid is a huge issue right now. It Medicaid, is. It's, um, coding is a huge issue and how to yeah. deal with a Medicaid audit. Um, uh, that's just a, a area they just don't understand and they're afraid, they're afraid to ask for help. Well, you know, um, I, 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 I can just get you to pause right there. I just, want, I just would like to say that if there was a subtitle for our talk today, I would have to say it's things change so much which is what you just said, uh, that, that all of the things we're talking about today <clears throat> would, would be what I would call moving targets. They aren't, they aren't a set it and forget it kind of arrangement. The, the compliance law, uh, threats uh, to a practice, uh, these things are, are, are constantly evolving. And that's why we, we, we run articles often on the same topic uh, throughout the year, uh, because we, we wanna stay abreast of the changes. And we know that the regulatory and legal picture uh, facing practices is uh, is is constantly in motion. Well, you got you guys uh, you guys do a great job on a on a publication basis on, on covering things. If you, if you look at like a you know a twelve month subscription to your magazine, yeah. how many areas you cover? You cover the clinical side, the practice side, the billing side, the accounting side, the audit side, client <laughs> side. Yeah. Um, I mean, God, there's not much more you guys can cover, um, you know, on, on a monthly basis as much as you guys cover. So, I mean, you guys do a fantastic job getting the word out to to the, to the industry. Um, and there's not many publications, frankly, that do that. Um, most are just, you know, they're not very informative. They're just sort of filling space. But uh, honestly, I think you guys do a fantastic job doing that. And I, that's why I'm so proud to be on the on this podcast. Um, and, and contribute to what you guys are doing because you guys do a fantastic job doing that. Well, hey, thank you so much, and I really appreciate that. Um, hey, uh, I just wanted to uh, just thank you again for uh, spending this time with us today, Stuart. The legal challenges facing the modern medical practice are varied and complex. Thanks for making them easier to understand. You've given us a judicious look at the future adjustment. I'm Daniel Sosnowski. We'll see you next time.